The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back, listeners. This is season two, the debut of season two of Eat Sleep List. We are back. It's been a very long four months. We are back and happy to join you in the new year. Hope you guys had a new hol- nice holiday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that stuff. We hope it's been very nice for you. Um, for those who don't know, I'm Matt Johnson. I am the host of this show, this this show that's really, it's it's nothing too special. It's just people making lists and going back and forth. And I'm really happy to be able to do this for you and uh, to be back in the swing of things. We have 16 episodes planned for you this season, and they'll go on another four-month hiatus. But uh, this first list, I want to welcome our um, our guest for this episode. As always, we, we bring a guest on, Mr. Ryan Holt-Bailey, uh, one of my partners on the two-point conversation. He also hosts the Processing the Process and Crafting and Drafting. And his, uh, his girlfriend hosts Text It To Me. Uh, the Texas to me podcast. Uh, so they're very involved in podcasting, but Ryan, welcome to the show, bud. how are you? I'm great, man. This is awesome. Yeah. This is awesome. I'm glad I'm glad a <laughs> little bit of a late start, but we're here. It is. It is. You know, I, I've been chomping at the bit to do a, a our topic today, the, the Pokemon list and just gen one Pokemon list, probably since we did our retro pop episode a few months ago. And, uh, you know, I was like, man, I got to do it. I, I, I've actually probably been wanting to do it for a lot longer, but I was like, okay, we just, I got to get it out. Got to finish it. So um, I'm glad you can join on. You're, you're a huge Pokemon fan. Um, and I'm going to give, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to give you a chance to, I mean, what makes for the listener for this specific episode, what, what makes you love Pokemon so much? I think it's, I think it's like the, the customization, I, I guess I can't think of another word, but customization of it, how you can make it your own thing. Right, like on a video game level for me, because there's all these different options of Pokemon to have on your team, and it's so easy for like it's almost impossible to have the same exact team as someone else. So I always liked that. It always felt like your own thing, you know what I mean? So I guess the the, the customization of it for me, I I didn't really I got into the trading cards a little bit. I I watched the show, but for me, it's all about the actual video game. Right. So that that's definitely what what got me into Pokemon. So. I, I agree with that. I think that's what, what's going to make this list so much fun. Um, I don't believe we have this. We might have a few that, I mean, there's the popular, ever popular ones, but and we, we yeah. might have a few that overlap, but I don't think they're going to be perfectly identical as far as what Pokemon we have and also where they are on our respective lists. So I'm excited to get going on that. Uh, but as we do for every first time guest, I want to give you a chance to tell the listeners uh, just five cool facts, five cool things uh, about you that maybe define you as a person, uh, something cool that's ever happened to you, any, anything like that you'd like to share? Man, I'm actually pretty boring. <laughs> I'm pretty boring. Um, so I guess one interesting thing is I was born um, in New York, in, in Buffalo, New York. I've lived there my whole life. Um, I moved across the country at 22 and then moved back to New York, then moved back to Texas again. So I've moved across the country at a pretty young age so that's yeah. interesting it's a bold i move. guess it's a bold um, move at that age yes it was it was it was definitely scary it was definitely scary but i did it i'm all right i survived it <laughs> you did 
So that's that, that's one cool thing, interesting about me. One kind of embarrassing thing about me that I probably shouldn't be telling people. I have hyperhidrosis for people that don't know. That's excessive sweating. Uh, yep, yep. I, I can relate. I sweat a lot. Yeah. I sweat a lot. People are like, oh, it's just because you're fat. No, I just, I'm just hyperhidrosis. <laughs> I like that's the first go-to for everybody when people have that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe shed a few. <laughs> Thanks, man. Obviously. Yeah, clearly. Obviously. Um. I'm a diehard Bills fan. Hey. Yeah, it's been a fun season for me. Oh, I'm sure. Minus, minus the Arizona game, but we won't talk about that for too long. No, no, no. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's for another show. That's for another show. <laughs> um, I have a dog. He's my best friend. His name is Tex. He's a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Ooh. People, a lot of people don't know what that is. I've, um, I've heard that like once or twice before. I don't know if I've ever actually seen it, though. Yeah, I have. I had no idea what that was either. So we did some research, and the backstory behind them is that they were they kind of came out of nowhere in Africa. Well, not came out of nowhere. That's like where they're from is Africa. Right, right. And their owners trained them to to defend them from lions. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, so that's the backstory of them. Yeah, that's really and now they're called Ridgebacks because there's a part of their hair down their spine that is going the other way i guess like it's against oh, the grain Oh, okay i know what you're saying and when, okay so like when he barks at something which he does all the time if, if you listen to processing or crafting you <laughs> you know that he's he's always a part of the show he's always our third host fourth host whatever <laughs> and when he barks the hairs on his back all stand up that's crazy that's really so that's, cool it's cool yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like stitch from lilo and stitch if you know he's got that thing down his back yeah so yeah, like yeah. That okay yeah that's a good comparison mm-hmm. that's cool yeah man what else like i said man i'm boring i'm just a boring dude uh, i mean you host podcasts i think that's pretty significant yeah i mean i host think, crafting and a, drafting and processing the process a year ago did you think you would be doing that not a shot not a shot no not a shot because well it kind of started because kyle had said hey um you want to come on and talk about the the draft for two point i was like oh yeah for sure and i did it i'm like I'm like talking like this and like <laughs> stuttering and I'm like saying um all the time and yeah I still can't get over that word thing no you do a great job dude you've 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 grown a lot trust me like I remember listening yeah. to that first record and I'm like he's got some potential but he's got those first time jitters and I mean look at you now you host two shows you're a part of a third yeah. um and then it's like and then your girlfriend does it too which is really really cool so right um, yeah well it's it's kind of funny because she's always wanted to do a podcast right like and it just happens that this all kind of worked out funny so good good i'm glad i'm glad it did honestly so there we go there's five interesting things about ryan uh and yeah we are moving on to pokemon or the the, the pokemon list the pokemon list we're each going to offer our top 10 favorites give a little reason why and uh, we invite you to kind of follow along, you know, if you're listening with us, you know, think to yourself. And, and then when we actually post the episode to our Facebook page, which you go check out, we have daily top five lists. Uh, let us know what your list is. That's what we want to do here. So um, so for you guys, we're going to turn on our little copyright free, royalty free uh, radio. There it is. All right. Well, we can begin. Ryan, we're going to start off with you. What is your number 10 favorite generation one pokemon all right so i'm gonna drop a bomb here it's gonna shock everyone i was like oh my gosh you should be top three it's pikachu okay okay it's pikachu i say pikachu because that's like everybody's favorite 
Right. You know what I mean? So I want to be a little different. I still have respect for the homie. Okay. I still got respect for him. So I'll put him on the list, but I'm not going to be like everyone else and put him at three or four. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go with Pikachu at my 10 spot. I like that a lot. He's on my list. He, well, it's not just he, but it is on my list. I got to think. Yeah. They're just, they're animals. Um, yeah. It's definitely on my list. I mean, I mean, Pikachu is like, it's, it's, it, I think it un, it surprisingly became like the face of, of Pokemon, right? right. I think Pokemon, everybody thinks Pikachu. So it's like the instant, it's like, uh, I don't know, just, yeah, they're the face and, and too, like almost too much sometimes. So I can get why I understand why people right. have them in their top three, but I also consider, I, I understand why people don't put them in their top 10. So very good. I like it. It's weird because like from like an in-game standpoint, it's not like some powerhouse Pokemon, you know what I mean? Right. So it's weird. I, I guess it's just weird that the anime chose that for like the face of the franchise, if you will. Right, which I mean, when you think about it too, like Pikachu was like a, I mean, he was just another Pokemon when the original games came out. When yeah. Blue and Red came out, he was just another one. It was Squirtle, Bulbasaur, and Charmander. And then when the show came out, those became secondary characters and Pikachu was at the forefront. So mm-hmm. um, even getting his own respective game, which is pretty much based off the show. So very cool. That's a good start to that one. Um, my number 10. All right. Little, I'm going to preface this a little bit. My parents hated Pokemon. Ryan, we talked about this on the Retro Pop episode. They loved to pick on me for it. They mm-hmm. called it, My mom called it Pokemon. I wanted to fight her for it every time. But uh, the one Pokemon that my dad would actually like sit down and be like, oh, he's pretty cool looking. And, and I kind of grew to like him too for that reason. Um, I'm going to go Scyther at number 10. Scyther at number 10. I hated his voice. <laughs> yes, yes. I, the voice did not match the body but um no it did not but i mean he was a cool cool shaped pokemon i know late in later generations he eventually got some evolution forms but um he had swords for hands for arms like that was the just the coolest thing uh his attacks in gen one weren't the greatest as far as the video games go there were nothing spe- uh, there were nothing special uh i'm not really a big grass type pokemon kind of guy anyways but if i was to pick one that's at the forefront for me it would definitely be scyther cool look um and for some of these two i'll be picking them for for various reasons like what like there's gonna be you know battle reasons there's gonna be hey me like having these in the real world and you know how would they benefit my existence in that light too Scyther would be really good at cutting the grass, obviously. I can save myself <laughs> some time in that. But I think from a battle perspective, I mean, he just he, he looks cool. He can fly. He's intimidating. Um, I mean, maybe you don't need special attacks when, you're, when your arms are, you know, just swords. You just cut things up. So. Yeah, um, right. But, yeah, I mean, I, I remember the first time I got a Scyther card. I was pretty excited. And uh, and then when I found him in Pokemon Snap, I was really excited at that at that too. You had to you had to you had to work a little hard for it, but uh, you eventually found him. But yeah, so I got Scyther as my uh, as my number ten top ten Pokemon. I like that Scyther sneak peek will be on my list. Sweet, so, sweet. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. The, the, it's just the cool aesthetic. Like he's like you said, he's, dude. He's got swords for hands. What's not to like? Right. And he's got wings. <laughs> He could fly and swords. Come on. Exactly. I mean, that's like the, that's like if they decided to like make a horror movie out of Pokemon, like Scyther would be a fantastic, like main mm-hmm. villain. Villain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Agreed. So I can tell just by the way this episode's going that you and I are going to be pretty similar on how we're like ranking these Pokemon, whether it's like the aesthetic or just how. Yeah. 
they would be for us in the real world. So my next one at nine, I'm gonna go with Beedrill. Okay. Ooh, okay. Very similar to Scyther with the pointy objects for hands, but I guess he's got the stingers. Would you? Those are his stingers. Yeah, yeah. So, which is kind of weird because I hate bees, wasps, whatever hornets, whatever you want to call them. No, nobody likes them. No, I've drank a lot of a lot I mean, of Benadryl because of bees and wasps. Wasps. So. Yeah, nobody likes bees. Nobody's messing with me if I got a bee draw on a leash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Just think about it. <laughs> think about it. No one's coming even close to you. Nobody's stepping foot to you. No. You gigantic looks like a three foot bee <laughs> with st- stingers bigger than its body and it's it it, it, it listens to you so, so yeah so that, that that'll be in like a real world aspect but in game it was kind of trash in gen one but it looked cool <laughs> so it doesn't really matter it looked cool it felt cool and you, and you can get it really early on in the game you can yeah get it before you get brock so yeah so yeah a big a big fan of you drill just basically because it looks cool I, I, I certainly yeah I would I would have messed with you if you know you know people Absolutely like not. people like to stuff in my toes often and then you know they do it and you just do this big old wind up and throw your bee drill from your pokeball and, and stick it on <laughs> you think they're gonna be really sorry so is that bad yeah. I mean is that, is that like a team rocket type like way to kind of look at things like we'd be douchebags I mean we're, we're defending ourselves but but we're, we're we'd be kind of douchebags with Pokemon. I, I don't <laughs> Wasn't there something that if Pokemon attacked humans, it was like a like wasn't it like sacrilegious or something? Like that you, you they weren't supposed to do that, or am I just tripping? Is that uh, fake? Did I just make that up. Well, I mean, I don't. It kind of makes it would it kind of makes sense. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. I mean, I have seen Pokemon go and attack humans, but right. uh, it's like it's like again, it's like, it's like an unwritten rule in the Pokemon world that you don't have them attack the the you know. The, the respective person, even though Pikachu made a career out of doing that to Team Rocket, but well, yeah, and Ash got tore up by the Sparrow, <laughs> like the first episode. So. He did, he did. So it's okay, yeah. So, so it's it's an unwritten rule, like in in battle form, it's probably not very good. But um, in the mean yeah. streets of in the mean streets of the uh, uh, the Pokemon world, I guess everything <laughs> yeah. can go. So. I like that at number nine. I was not expecting Beedrill on, on, on that list. I really wasn't. But that's a cool one. I, I, I like yeah. that. Um, all right. My number nine is more, I mean, he, it's a pretty good fighting Pokemon. Fighting, well, it's not a fighting type, but pretty good in battle. But mine is more like a, uh, just more like a in life kind of love to have one. Um, I'm going to go number nine is Lapras. Number nine is Lapras. I love water type Pokemon. Absolutely love them. And Lapras is just really cool. I mean, it looks like the Loch Ness Monster a little bit, but just a lot prettier, more elegant. Um, it's big enough. I, I've been so excited. I get all those these pop-ups on Facebook, and there's a Lapras beanbag chair for $50 that I just I want for the office space, for the recording studio. Um, I'm thinking That's about incredible. I'm thinking about getting it for myself for Christmas. Um, I mean, it would be... Right. I mean, this would be the there's tons of Pokemon you can surf and, and do other stuff with. But Lapras is like the perfect one. It's like a it's like a water. It's basically like riding a horse in the water. Right. You, you sit on it. It could take you anywhere. Um, I mean, that'd be cool if you're out, you're you're you know, you're on the beach and you're like, oh, I just want to kind of hang out. I don't want to yeah. do too much. And I'm just going to use my Lapras and, and just kind of go swimming. That well, it's funny you say that because that's why, like, in the Generation One video games, when you do surf, it's the Lapras sprite. 
So like yes. that, that's what you see when you're it's Lapras. So it is regardless, it is. Reg regardless of what Pokemon you're using to surf. So yeah, no, it certainly is. I mean, like he has some pretty Lapras has some pretty cool attacks. Ice Beam. It does use Surf and, and various whoop and various other things. But uh, there's my video. And but you know it's it, it's I think from a, just an elegance relaxation is a is a cool pet. Perhaps I think Lapras yeah. is is I could honestly probably put it in a couple spots higher, but um, yeah, I got Lapras at number nine. So I like that. Yeah, um, La Lapras is really great, like especially in game because he that that he or she whatever that was like one of the Pokemon you would use to beat Lance at the end of the game because yes. he's got all the Dragonites and Ice is strong against Dragon and he was uh, the Dragonites were Dragon type and Flying type, so it had like a quad weakness to it, so it was nice. So yeah, Lapras was always really, really powerful yeah. at the end of the game. So I like that one. Yeah. So I'm at eight. Yes. Eight. Yes, sir. Um, I also have a water type and fighting type. I'm going to go with Polyrath. Oh, Polyrath. That's a good one. That's so, a really good one. So an interesting thing about that is um, I, I don't know. I have all these weird like Pokemon facts in my head that are just 99% of the time. They're completely useless in normal everyday conversation. <laughs> but right now they're perfect. So because I had this like little Pokemon guide book that like I don't know if it came with the game or my mom just got it for like a birthday or Christmas or something like that but it had all these cool little facts in it about like the designs of these Pokemon so Poliwag Poliwar Poliwrath as you know they have like the little spiral thing on their uh, chest it goes one direction and then it evolves into Poliwar and then it goes the other direction and then it evolves I... into Poliwrath it goes the other direction so it goes like back and forth like that so I always thought that was kind of cool. I and just learned that I was watching type. the. I was sorry to cut. I was watching the first season of the Pokemon of Pokemon, and they were went. They went to some like school school thing where I, I forgot what what they would get, but uh, that was one of the subjects. And Ash didn't know it. It was oh, it was so good. It was so good. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I know. Sorry, excuse of a Pokemon trainer. Yeah. But um, yeah, I thought yeah. that was it was really cool that you brought that up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, for sure, it's totally interesting. But now in game, it was cool because I always learned hypnosis. You know, hypnosis is a move where it puts the the, the enemy Pokemon to sleep, the fight the the foe Pokemon to sleep. So I always love to take advantage of that. I don't know why, because it makes it easier to catch the Pokemon. They can't attack you in their sleep, obviously. So Polyrath for me, I always tried to get it when I could in game. But we talked about this on Retro Pop. Each game had uh, in game exclusives, like yeah. game to game exclusives. I believe that uh, Poliwag was red version exclusive maybe i think you had a trade to get wrath i think you had a trade it to get poly wrath what waterstone <clears throat> oh waterstone oh okay yep that's right so i yep. always yeah. yeah yeah there were a few other trades no. yeah right it was waterstone for that one i was like why is my poly the thing with that though well not evolving because <laughs> we have the poly world you, you can as soon as polywag evolves level 25 yeah so you get the poly roll and as a kid i'm like oh my god i gotta evolve it right away but the thing is, once you evolve it, it can't learn any more moves. So you have to train up the poly world to get the full move set. And that so you have to be patient with it. You know what I mean? Oh. So as a kid, I'm like, oh my God, I just want this thing. <laughs> but you, you got to be patient, give it the good moves, then evolve. I never knew that. That's a cool fact. I'm good. Yeah. You, mm -hmm. You're on fire today, dude. You're on fire today. I, I really like yeah. that one. I, um, See, I always thought that I thought in the older games that it was by trade, but maybe I was mistaken. So I had like a level 100 poly world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just beefed it up and I just never got, you know, the poly wrath. But 
Um, it was a cool one. Do you remember the the old? Uh, I think it was Hasbro. They used to sell the little to- the little toys. Um, they used to sell them in like evolutionary packs, and I that was probably my favorite one. I got all three of them, and the Polyrath toy was probably one of my favorite ones. It was just, it was just yeah. bigger. I I wish I could get. And he wore gloves. Yes, he wore gloves for no reason. Gloves. He evolved and had gloves. I was yeah, like, that's just, this is really cool. <laughs> and he had like no no neck. Like it was just, his body was just a circle, and then like little arms and like little little boots. I don't, did he even have a mouth? Was his mouth about the the squirrel? I don't know if his mouth was the squirting thing. I don't. That might have been. He don't eat. Mm. They just don't eat. They just like interesting. They're about that life. They don't even eat. They just fight. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, very good. My number eight is also it is another water type Pokemon. Um, this one's a really cool one though. I, Eevee is like a really cool idea, concept for a Pokemon. And, it, you know, we all know, it, depending on what stone or depending on what day, you, for some instances, what time of day you try to evolve it, it becomes different things. And I thought we thought that was a really, really cool concept. Um, Jolteon was cool. Flareon was pretty cool. But for me, Vaporeon was like the most, it was the coolest one out. Blue, color blue is my favorite. And, and as I said, water type is my favorite. And I mean, for no special reason, it's like this little water dog thing. And I think it's pretty effective in battle. It can learn a variety of water and ice type attacks, which not all water types can do, surprisingly. But uh, Vaporeon was really, really good in, in, in that regard. He was always the one that, you know, that I wanted to get. I couldn't wait to get, a, you know, get access to Waterstone so I could get that. Um, uh, you know, to get Vaporeon, that, that was always my choice. Because I think you could, I don't know if Eevee was... I think Eevee was like a special, like one-off Pokemon you got in the original generation games. I think that was another one you had to trade to get the. Yeah, other you. Ones. Yeah, you got Eevee in Solidon City from some old lady. Yes, in, in, that's in, right. And yeah, you had a choice. And obviously, Solidon City and, is where all the stones are. And yeah, you had a choice. There. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, exactly. Always like yeah. Always like Vaporeon. I had its card one time, and uh, it was pretty cool. Holographic, of course. And, uh, oh, yeah. and yeah, like I said, it's, it's a love dog. It's pretty much a water dog. It, it, essentially, that's that's what it is. Love little dogs. And a Vaporeon would be the perfect one. Would I be able to surf on it? Probably not. I don't think they're that big. But um, regardless, it's very strong water type Pokemon. I would love to have one. So that's my number eight. That's a good one. That's a good one. So where am I at? Seven? Seven. No. Yep. Seven. I'm at seven. Okay. So this is where Scyther comes in. We ah, talked about okay. Scyther a little bit. Scyther's on my list. I'm not going to go too far in depth because we just talked about him. I don't really have any cool fun facts about Scyther that I know of other than he's got swords and wings. So, Scyther. All right. Scyther, number seven. <laughs> I dig it. My number seven, and this is one where I think it's in comparison to what you said about Pikachu, okay? Uh, I think he's one of the I think he's one of the coolest Pokemon. Would love to have him if I was a trainer, uh, but he's not in my top six. I don't like overall grand scheme of things. I'm going to put Charizard at number seven. All right. From a battle perspective, awesome. I mean, obviously one of the best, one of the most highly sought out Pokemon that, you, you know, people got when people got generation one games, they, they worked their tail off. Like Charmander was one of the more popular choices, you know, for, for starters and people worked their tail off to get Charizard. It was the best one, best card, best once Ash got it on the TV show. 
Um, people loved it. Uh, I love its lesser forms a little bit more, but I think Charger would be cool from a, a flying perspective. I mean, it's a cool dragon thing. You can't really take it out too many other places, but you can get one, you know, teach it, to, you know, use it for flying purposes. Uh, I think it'd be pretty badass if you're rolling into Walmart with on a, on a on the back of a on the back of a Charizard. Yeah. Um, a, a giant dragon in the sky and and that's kind of that so um yeah the the, the toys are always pretty cool uh and, and i do play with them occasionally the, the the fire attacks i don't know they were always like i don't feel like they were the greatest in gen one i mean there were some pretty significant attacks but um but i mean i think it was just the, the fact that you had charger was like a was like a badge of honor back then yeah yeah, I mean the moves were they were fine. I think flamethrower was like the, the good one, and then fire spin was like the last one. And fire spin was like a really, really weak move, but yeah. uh, so I don't really know why that was a thing. But <laughs> but yeah, Charizard is definitely cool. Charizard is definitely on my list, so stay tuned for that. Sweet, um, sweet. So uh, moving on to six. six, number six. Yep, I'm gonna go with Gyarados. I'm gonna go with Gyarados now. Gyarados is a very rewarding Pokemon to get because in order to get a Gyarados, you have to evolve a Magikarp, which in the Pokemon world is probably the worst Pokemon there is. <laughs> um, only learning Splash and Tackle. Yeah. And then I think in the later gens, at level 30, it learns Flail, but you yes. know, it has level 30 uh, Magikarp. So. <laughs> so yeah, like as a kid, it's just so rewarding. You know, you got to put it in the front of your party and then you battle. Then you got to take it out so someone else can battle and you still get the EXP for it. And then you can keep doing that over and over and over and over again. And of course, the developers had to make it so hard to level up. Like, it's so many experience points just to level up this Magikarp. But it's worth it in the end because you get this this BA freaking eel thing. I don't know. It's like a giant water barracuda. dragon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, giant, yeah, water dragon. There you go. And it's awesome. And it's so strong. It learns everyone. It's like Hyper Beam, which is like the mecca of like Pokemon moves and Gen 1. And. And it looks really cool. And it looks really cool. It's like a sea snake dragon thing. So yeah, big Gyarados guy. Always had to have one on the team. If I didn't start with Blastoise, obviously you can't go with two water types. I mean, that would be cool, but that was always my go-to water type most of the time. Yeah, that was definitely one of the more popular ones. And it, I could assure you that Gyarados is on my yeah. list at some point. I'll elaborate a little bit further, but I mean, when getting that card back in the day, like that was, that was cool. I like some of the art that's come from like Gyarados. Like you see a lot of like uh, I don't know, like sometimes like like Japanese type art. I guess is like it, it really cool. And I've seen a lot of really neat Gyarados and and like highly um, done by high like really good artists. And it just it, it yeah. just it's just it's such a natural fit. Um, I gotta find some stuff, but I need to put more art up. In I've seen place. a I've seen a really cool. Um, Gyarados tattoo before on like Twitter it was um it was a Game Boy Color on someone I think it was like their, their thigh okay and Gyarados is coming out of the screen with like water surrounding it like it looked it looked really really oh. cool it was like a 3D thing and it, it, it was awesome that's neat it looked that's, really really cool yeah I mean it's 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 honestly nice. probably one of the most badass if you were a grown adult you know back in like the 2000 like 2000s and you know Pokemon was taboo for grown adults. You can get a tattoo of a Gyarados. People are like, oh man, that's sick. I love that. I love yeah, that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. you could justify that. Yeah, no doubt. 
I'm pretty sure like one of my uncles has like a dragon tattoo on his arm. I'm like, if that could be like a dragon or something, I'm like, dude, that's sick. Yeah. Like that's a cool tattoo. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that a lot. Um, very good. So that's your number six. My number six. Uh, this is where I place Pikachu. This is where I place Pikachu. He is the face of Pokemon. Um, and as I did say, I understand why people, you know, would put them in their top 10 higher or lower. I understand why people would keep him, keep it out of uh top 10. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's definitely been like shoved down our throats as, as, as Pokemon fans, viewers of like the TV show and, and the video games, of course. I, but I feel like if you train one, it, it, it makes a, it makes for a pretty good friend slash pet. Uh, you know, it's thunder attacks, you know, are nothing, nothing to, you know, blow your mind away. Um, but it, it can be pretty powerful in battle, obviously, as we, we've seen. Uh, it's just like, it's like tiny. I don't know. Like when it comes to dogs, like I've always been like a smaller dog type person, not so much big dog, love all dogs. Um, so I'm looking at it from a pet perspective and Pikachu's like the right size. Like if you get a Raichu, it might be too big and it doesn't look as warm and inviting. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I'd put Pikachu at number six is for, um, for I mean for battle reasons, but of course too as like a, a friend slash pet slash just a daily life perspective as well. Okay, I like that. So for my number five, um, I am going to go with Charizard. Hey. Now, in the in, in in some of the later gens, is when they implement the shiny, in, yeah. in, in into the game, and now the shiny sprite for Charizard was black and i thought that was one of the coolest looking things ever and i remember one day sitting in my house with one of my buddies and i'm like i'm gonna restart this game i think it was i think fire red had had shinies i want to say okay so it was on fire red i was like i'm gonna restart this game as many times as i can until i get a shiny charmander from professor oak i kid you not man i was there for <laughs> i i it right now it feels like it was like four hours. It was probably like 30 minutes. Just restarting the game. Like, okay, I'm over it. I'm done. I don't care anymore. So I, I would just go on play. Just trying to get this this shiny Charmander because the black Charizard just looks so cool on top of just being just this dragon. I mean, it looks cool regardless, but then he put put it all black. It it it's it's sweet, man. It I awesome. I have I have seen that version of it. I was a little like blown away. I was like, oh man, what are they doing with this? Because like that was like Gen One, it wasn't like that wasn't like their type of deal. Like that was like a Digimon type thing to kind of have like different versions of a uh, of one yeah. Pokemon and stuff or, or well, one Digimon at the time. But um, yeah, they started doing like the the what's it called? Yeah, like EX Stone or something like that. I'm not super familiar with it, but they did it in the uh, in the Let's Go Pikachu game where you can. Have a couple oh, the, different versions. The, the Mega Evolutions. Yes, yes, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, I, uh, I, I never played those games with the Mega Evolution, so I'm not too familiar with those. Right, but I have seen that 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 black version of, of Charger, which is you know, which is really really cool, really really different, and you know, he's he, he's I, I mean, obviously one of the more popular ones. Never been the face of the brand, but uh, but I mean, that's that's cool. People like the the different variants of of some of these classics, so I like that. Yeah, and, and to kind of put it in, in the perspective of me trying to get the shiny Charmander, I think the odds to find a shiny in the wild are like one in 8,000 encounters or something like that. Oh, really? And then and then to put it into like finding a starter, it was like one in the 32,000% chance <laughs> of finding the shiny Charmander. So I was just like, how hard could it be? And it it, it just didn't happen. <laughs> 
That's a tough break. That's a tough break. Um, Depressing, I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a good way to keep people playing, I guess. You know, it's a good marketing technique, but oh yeah, um, can be certainly very very frustrating. Dude, there's still people on like, tw- there's still people on like Twitch and stuff like that, like streaming these games, just just shiny hunting. Like it's it's a thing. Like people really really care about it, and like people are watching. So that's good. Good testament to how great those games are, though. Most certainly. Yeah. All right, my number five. You've already listed them, Gyarados. Uh, yeah, Gyarados was was something was, was really cool. I like how you said it. it was really this. It was a it was a challenge to unlock Gyarados. To my understanding, you couldn't just catch it in the wild in the, in the at least in the early games. Or if you, yeah, you could, but it was it was like post game, right? Post game, or is it was very rare. You had to go to a very specific spot. And it was difficult. So to be able to level up your magic carp that can do absolutely nothing is is uh, is I think really really significant. Uh, it was it was like that first like uh, it was like that first early game like achievement. You know how, how we have achievements, yeah. and trophies, and unlockables now. Like that was like that was a badge of honor if you got a magic carp into a Gyarados and just kind of rode rode with it. I remember being so frustrated when Pokemon Go came out and. All the the amount of uh, candies and was it the Stardust you had to get to get this thing? Um, I think it was just the candies. Yeah, it was like four hundred. Yeah, it was four hundred. I was like, oh my god, there's no way. Yeah. I did it eventually. I did it eventually. It took me because I mean I, I was a part of the craze when it first came out, but it, you know I was kind of on and off, on and off. Once I started adding Gen two and Gen three, I was like, ooh, this is getting weird for me. But uh, it eventually happened, and I was like, I was like, okay, this is really cool it was kind of worth the wait um but it was it was it was a goal to work towards and i think that's what, what gives it you know yeah. Gyar- gyarados such a unique fixed you know place in, in in pokemon lore is that because it's its first evolution stage was was dog shit and, and, <laughs> and you know i mean magic heart looked cool but it couldn't do anything and then you get gyarados mm-hmm. who was like uh you know one of the top tier like absolutely top tier pokemon yeah. uh so so yeah, this is pretty outstanding. Um, the Pokemon Go thing always stood out to me because of how challenging it was. But uh, I do remember the Red Gyarados in yep. Gold and Silver. Yep. I do remember that. I I couldn't. The first time I played played it, I like I, I just beat it. I didn't even think about catching it, and I moved on. And probably like two weeks later, I was like, wait a second, I could have caught that thing. So, <laughs> so I oh, yeah. did eventually, like I beat the normal storyline and then I started over because I wanted to catch the, uh, I wanted to catch the red, red Gyarados because it would have been cool, but it was always very, very challenging, uh, but really cool. That was like the first like off colored Pokemon that I ever remember, you know, I'm trying to go a little different route and it was just, it was, it was pretty unique uh, in that regard. Yeah. But, but yeah, Gyarados definitely for, for me, for life purposes, the same reasons for, uh, I mean, maybe Lapras in a way you can use it for, for swimming for for surfing long distances and uh in in that regard but yeah he has some really really good attacks and it's uh yeah definitely easily one of my favorites i'll I'll never forget the first time i got a gyarados card uh it was a very strange communion gift because i grew up very religious and uh for communion one of my friends gave me a gyarados card and i didn't care about any of the money i had gotten i didn't care about any other crap that i had gotten the Gyarados card was the number one, and I held on to that thing for a very, very long time. My brother actually might still have it because he took all my stuff, so mm-hmm. but he might still have that one. So that's my number five. Yeah, I mean, re- real quick on Gyarados, an interesting thing about him in game is that 
it's water and a flying type, which I always thought was yeah. weird. And like it can't learn fly or anything. I couldn't learn. I don't think it even learned any flying type moves, whether no. level up or TM, which I always thought was weird. But the cool thing about that was it only gave it one weakness, and that was electric. It was so that that was the only weakness for Gyarados was electric. So that made it an even more strong competitive type of Pokemon for the game. Yes, I. Uh... Yeah, that, that definitely, you know, the only gym you really have trouble with that in is, is, you know, uh, Surge, and that's very early mm -hmm. on. So, yep. uh, you face a lot of other, you know, types, you know, you can get Gyarados around the time you head to Cinnabar Island, and uh, it becomes a huge advantage at that point. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, that is true. I forget it is a flying type because it's, it's sprites in a lot of the, the, oh, the N64 game, obviously. It's not like, it's not sitting or anything, it's just kind of floating in midair yep. which, is, yep. which is pretty crazy but yeah you can't teach it to fly i don't know why but mm -hmm. um, i'm glad you did bring yeah. that up i did i'm glad you brought that up but yeah. Yeah, that was my number five we're going on to number four now all right so my number four i'm gonna go dragonite so kind of like also just a ridiculously strong pokemon in game but also one of those more rewarding feeling pokemon to get because in order to get it you had to go to shaladon city in game um, and go to the game corner, which is weird. Like a ten-year-old's like gambling in game. So I spent like, hours on your that. Money. I spent mm -hmm. hours on that. So what I would do is just go and just sell sell your money for like coins at like a ridiculous value. It's like five hundred dollars for like fifty coins or something like that. Yeah. And um, if I'm remembering correctly, I want to say uh, to get the Jatini was like four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine coins, something like that. And I think you got it like level 16, 17, something like that. So you had to grind it all the way up. Yeah. To to uh, 30 to get the uh, Dragonair and then 55 to get the Dragonite. And like at 55, like you're almost done with the game at that point. So you're like, <laughs> dude, is it really worth it? But man, it was it was a grind because Dratini's actually really, really weak despite being a, a Dragon type. So you really had to grind that thing out. And But it was so worth it at the end. You got this beastie Dragon type Pokemon. Um, learned, learned that... that the, the amazing hyper beam move that everyone was trying to get and uh yeah Dr Dr dragonite for me was a uh, uh, really cool one i love that i see i used to like back in the day i used to think that dragonite was a like all these brands charizard because they're both orange they're both yeah. dragons dragonite's obviously a lot more happier um but like charizard is all like defined and like just right over the top powerful but I mean, they're they're both very powerful in their own in their own regard. Dragonite was a really cool card whenever you got to find it. But uh, yeah, that you are right. That grind was insane. I remember. Um, I mean, Dragonair was 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 fine, but it's you you wanted Dragonite yeah. like that was that was the end game for it. Dragonair was fine, uh, and I did win the Pokemon League. You know, going back just a few times with Dragonair it was okay, but but getting Dragonite was 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 very rewarding. Um, I, I'm glad that we get to talk about it like the, in this light that, you know, not just, no, it's a cool Pokemon, but like the, to earn it is, you know, was, was yes. adds value to it. So, right. Very good. My number four, my number four, I'm putting Charmeleon in here. Uh, I'm going to put Charmeleon in here. I feel like Charmeleon was uh, in the, sh in the show. It didn't. It wasn't uh, the Charmander in, the, in Ash's Charmander wasn't a Charmeleon for very long. I think it was like three or four episodes before it it, it evolved. So we didn't get to see too much of it. Um, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty. It was an aggressive type. It was pretty aggressive. Um, 
you know, so I haven't seen like from a visual perspective, a well-trained one in any of the TV shows or movies, but um, I like that. It was just, uh, it was just a, as a more aggressive, more feisty version of Charmander. Um, you know, it wasn't quite the dragon, the, the, the dragon that everybody wanted in Charizard, but Charmeleon, I feel it like a, yeah, it was pretty damn close. It often gets overlooked. Um, it, mm. it, I like it, it's darker red skin color. I thought that was really yeah. neat with the little horn on the back. Um, and it was a, it was a perfect like segue between Charmander and, and Charizard. Uh, I loved in Pokemon Snap that if you're on the volcano level, if you knocked it into the lava pit, well, no, you can get it by by throwing an apple at the Charmanders first, and the Magmar would hit it with a fire blast, and then Charmander would evolve to Charmeleon right before your very eyes. And then later on in the level, if you knocked Charmeleon into the uh, into the volcano pit, it would come out as Charizard. Which was uh, yeah, which was really cool, but yeah, I've always liked Charmeleon. It was one of my favorite cards back in the day too. Like I was really proud of that one. It was a little bit more common than than some of the other ones, but I was like, you know, he's got good attacks. Uh, I'm okay with having a level 100 Charmeleon, like 100. percent So, okay. um, so yeah, I got Charmeleon at number four. I like that. Yeah, that's that's like a really unique one because I guess a lot of people just skip right over. Skip right over Charmeleon, so I like that. They do, they do. Um, so for my number three, I'm gonna go with Gengar. I'm gonna go with Gengar. Now, it looks cool. Now, ghost types were always really interesting to me because there were some moves that just didn't even work on it, like like the normal type moves. I flying works. I think it's normal and all the fighting. physical stuff, like horn attacks, like the punch. Yeah, it, like it had like no effect on it, which is really it had no effect. So I always thought that was really really cool, and it was ridiculously fast in the game. And I learned hypnosis. And the one of my favorite moves ever was Dream Eater. So a Dream Eater was you you'd have to put the Pokemon to sleep, and then it would eat your dreams right and and then not only did it do a crazy amount of damage it would regain some of the health too yeah. so it would take half the health that it, it dealt back to yourself so i just thought that was really really cool now i never really had gengar because you had to trade a haunter to get it which was so frustrating but i think i, I think i had it like one time and it was it was amazing but I, I I just like it for, for the way it looks. I think it looks really cool. In Gen One, they did real they did a really good job on the sprites for for those ghost types like Ghastly, Haunter, and Gengar. They all looked really really good in those games. Like they they almost looked a lot more modern than the rest of the Pokemon. So that's a good so point. Yeah, that's I, a good point. Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. I didn't get my first Gengar until the Switch version. I actually had a trade. I had traded a Haunter away, and we we both exchanged Haunters. But um, but yeah, that was my first time earning a Gengar. I played it in like Pokemon, um, in Pokemon Stadium and in various other ones. But uh, I like that a lot. I have I don't know why it's not up here. I have it somewhere, but it's uh, it's the Gengar Burger King toy from the po- one of the Pokemon movies where if you push yep. the switch, its eyes light up. It's so uh, it's it's yeah, so cool. Awesome. And uh, yeah, oh my god, I love that. I love that to death. So. Um, Great choice. Can't can't go wrong with Gengar, but yeah, it was definitely one of those hard ones where you had to have friends <laughs> who also like ghost yeah, type. Right, to, it was to, tough. To, <laughs> to having friends is a struggle. So um, to be able to have you know pull that off and earn that. Remember when I was younger too? There, yeah. there, was, a, there was also some rumors that went around as well. Like uh, it was like oh, was it what was the Game Shark or like a, it was like a Game Boy Game Shark or so you did something crazy mm-hmm. and you could unlock like a. Uh, I remember that it was a rumor. I don't know if it was ever true, but you can lock like a super-powered Gengar without having to trade for it. But 
uh, that was uh, that was 90s gaming I, I loved all the rumors that went around that were that went on oh yeah 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 so nowadays if if you are playing like an emulator there is like i don't really want to call it a hack but it kind of is a hack so you can go in into the game file and, and switch things up a little bit to where you don't have to trade because like on an emulator you can't really do in-game trading right so there was something you could do where you could just have haunter level up and evolve like like normal but it was oh. like level 40 so it wasn't like you're it's, it's not really cheating to me i don't think because like if yeah, you're, you in, can't if trade you're in, in an emulator yeah. you can't trade anyway so it's like just to have it level up and it's like it's still like not an easy level it's level 40 you got to get up to level 40 for it to evolve so i always thought that was really cool that um someone went into the game files and somehow made that a thing yeah, that's neat because I mean I, I that's all I do now is I play with the emulators and and uh, you know I, I would always hope I'm like I would have like a level 100 haunter I'm just like come on I just want the Gengar nobody's gonna trade with me um, I have no friends so uh, <laughs> so it's just like I, I just want it you know it's it's everywhere it's, it's the, the toys are, are like the, the Gengar toys are some of the most popular ones and um, you know it's just that popular like it had like a niche like a, a cool following but it it it, it sucked um uh, it's i i, I like the fact that the, you know you can trade and get evolutions but you know it just it kind of stunk at the same time kind of stuck at the same time um but i love that for your number for number three my number three i'm going with uh i'm going i have all three phases of this one i'm going i'm putting charmander at number three uh from a pet perspective uh you know, to a to a fighting, it can get pretty powerful if you, if you hold on to it and you don't allow it to evolve. It can get some pretty powerful attacks. It takes some time, but uh, it, it's it's definitely worth it. The Charmander one, I always like appealed to me. It was it was adorable and and feisty at the same time. I remember the uh, when they did the, the Detective Pikachu movie. Um, seeing the little Charmander, I was like, "Oh my god, I want one so bad!" <laughs> yep. It was just the cutest little thing, and yeah, and that's you know, that's just that's just who I am. From a pet perspective, I would love to have a Charmander. Um, one of the be- one of the better starters. I didn't care for the grass type starters. I know there's a cult following for for grass type, you know, Bulbasaurs and stuff, but Charmander was cool. Charmander was cool. People love to hold on to Charmander and, and, and enjoy him as long as they possibly could. So. Um, yeah, he's my number three. Or it's my number three, de facto number three. And uh, yeah, I got a couple Charmander toys up on the uh, on the toy rack or the pod cave. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, number three, nice. Charmander. Yeah, that's, that's that's really interesting. I think you're the only person ever that has Charmander in front of Charizard. Probably. So that's that's pretty. Probably. Cool. That's pretty cool. So for my two now, yeah, two. Uh, I'm gonna go with Nido King. I'm gonna go with Nido King. Now. In-game perspective, you can get it really early on, so you can get like Nidoran, like I believe it's like Viridian City over to the left there, and that little patch of grass. You can get it right over there, pretty early on. Um, it evolves into Nidorino at level 16, and then it, it learns Double Kick, which helps fight Brock. So that's, yeah. that was always a, that was always handy. And then if you go into Mount Moon, you can get a Moonstone and evolve right there in Nido King. So of course, you do that as a kid early on. And you have like a ridiculously strong Pokemon like before the second gym. So it's almost like a little hack. And it can learn like Earthquake, which is like one of the strongest ground type moves. Um, and it just looks cool. It's got a horn on its head, and it's it purple. Does. So that, I mean, that, 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 I thought that was cool. So like Gengar is purple, and then you got Neo King purple. So I kind of have a little theme going here. But yeah, uh, Neo King for me is definitely number two by by a mile. One of the coolest looking ones out there too. I I like that. It was probably one of the first 
non-starter Pokemon that I legit grinded to to get. Like I wanted to, I like I wanted a very good Nido King going into you know the, the remainder of the game. I always wanted, you know, always wanted one. The card was cool. I had a couple of the toys, but like you know, you know, some of them came easy. Like you know, your Butterfreeze, your Pidgeots, and and your uh, B drills. But like Nido King was like you get a, a you know a Nidoran very early on and that was one of the ones that i like really grinded to make one of the better like elite pokemon in my my top six lineup so that's a that's yep. a good one i like i'm i wasn't expecting that it's different i like it a lot my number two my number two i went uh i went i put haunter here i put haunter uh haunter through the cartoon haunter became the face of you know the, the kind of the ghost pokemon he was ashes for a little bit even though he like got bailing and stuff but i, I always thought it was cool i that he had Haunter. Um, and again, going back to the whole trading thing, I wasn't getting a Gengar. So Haunter was like my dude, and I just kind of kept going on and on and on. And uh, and yeah, I had a level 100 Haunter at, 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 at one point. I was very, I was very, I was proud of that grind. I really was. Because Haunter, it's a oh, cool, yeah. oh, absolutely. It's a cool looking Pokemon. Uh, even when I used to like draw, I wasn't a very good artist, but I just like to draw stuff. And, and Haunter was like one of the ones I loved to draw. He was so easy to draw. And, uh, and yeah, I, I do like the, the the purple coloring to them. I don't. I'd love to find. Dude, it looks so creepy in game. Like yeah. its sprite in game looks so creepy. They Dude, did such a good the, job. The original ones, the, absolutely. He's the, he's terrifying. Had that big smile and like his hands are all like. It, 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 they did a really good job. <laughs> they did it was good. Creepy. Even the original art of the Pokemon card art, I thought was uh, was was pretty significant for him and. I was like, you know, Ghastly was like a 3D card. Like he, he was like, his art was like three-dimensional. And Haunter was like, it was pretty, it was, I love the ghost Pokemon. Let's just say that. But yeah, um, yeah, undeniable. Uh, Haunter is my number two favorite. So that is that one. Drum roll. We are on to number ones. Ryan, what do you number got for one. us? I'm going to go with Rhydon. Mm-hmm. Rhydon is my number one. Strictly, and I'm not really strictly, it's kind of my, my two and one are very similar in the way they look like the I, I don't know what the, like, I guess it's like kind of mini dragon esque without the wings um, with like they got the horns on their head. And um, but yeah, right on right on for me is really, really cool. It, it, also kind of a grind to get because you couldn't get a Rhyhorn until the Safari Zone in game. You have to level it up level 42. Yeah. One of those other Pokemon that was ridiculously hard to level up because the, the, the producers of the game had to make it. So it needed x amount of experience points to get it all the way up so definitely a grind to get a rewarding pokemon to have because it was always strong at the end and i kind of touched on this in the retro pop but um Rhydon was the first sprite ever like ever made like that that was the first pokemon created that's why it's like little in-game sprite is like on the statues of all the gyms so i just thought that was really cool i didn't really find that out till later on it was like oh that's like that's like my favorite thing like just that fact on top of it made it even cooler to me yeah because I, I always thought it was one of the coolest ones. And if you look at the sprite, kind of like the Gengar and the Haunter, it always looked a little bit more modern compared to the rest of them. And probably because they put the most work into that one since it was the first one. So <laughs> That's a good point. Oh, yeah. That was always really, really cool to me. I, I was surprised when you brought that up on Retro Pop. That was a really cool... Uh... That was a really cool factoid to kind of hear, and and it, it made it made perfect sense. I was always like, why why this one? Because, um, you know, because right, I, like it, it was a strong rock right it's it, yeah it's rock a rock and ground, type yeah. rock and ground type pokemon um nothing over the top but it's like never been like heavily featured or anything it's never been like there's never been like a focus on Rhydon in the shows 
from a toy perspective, yeah, they've had the toys, but he's never been like one of those ones that are just frequently, uh, um, you know, just frequently put out for everybody, put out for everybody. So, uh, oh, and another cool thing about the end game, you could teach it surf, which I always thought was really crazy because you know rock types are weak to water. Yes, so Rodon could learn surf in Generation One. I think they, really? they, I don't know if that was like a bug or something, but. In the later games, I don't think it can learn surf anymore. But yeah, it could learn surf. It could learn like I think it could learn thunder too. I, that's but really yeah, cool. It, it, it could learn a whole different plethora of moves, which I always thought was really cool. It's super diverse and different. That's awesome. I yeah. I love that. I love that. I, I it's I might have accidentally came across that once, but I like common knowledge. I, I that's really cool. Mm-hmm. You really do love ride on. I that's that I do. That's truly your number one. I'm glad. Um, cool my number one i know here i am all you're all like oh i like ride on which like I, you never hear from anybody and here I, i'm just like oh my number one is squirtle i'm uh <laughs> he's mainstream <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with that no no i know um yeah squirtle was one like i get it blastoise and war turtle were pretty cool but like if i start off with a squirtle i was okay with it being a squirtle forever again this is my first um you know the water type stuff and, and i used to have like i said i used to collect the toy the little hasbro toys they're like an inch or two big and the squirtle one i loved the coloring on it it had like this dark it, it popped for me it was like this dark it was a dark blue and then it had like the bright yellow shell and uh i don't know it was just a it was a, it was a, it was a blue turtle and i loved the art on it for the fir- for its very first card it was like standing on some like a tree or something and it just had the bubbles coming out of its mouth and i was like this is really mm-hmm really cool i didn't care much for war turtle i didn't it was just i don't know it, it wasn't significant it was just a squirtle with with pointy ears and fangs that was that was it and then blastoise like it's all it's powerful but it's just yeah, the cool cannons yeah the cool cannons but it's just like it's big it's slow i don't know but it's it had the cool hydro pump attack but mm. um squirrel was to me it felt like the best of everything you could from a realistic like if i had one you could technically like you could use it as like uh like one of those uh those little boards you can just kind of hold on to its shell careful prince careful buddy um <laughs> you can hold on to its shell and just kind of ride it and, and and you know just kind of go let it do all the work and you just kind of follow you the water guy. your but plants you could water yeah you could water your plants you could fill up a swimming pool um with squirtle and uh i love this introduction i remember when uh we were used to do groups in third grade for english class and we got one that was in a group full of bunch of bunch of pokemon fans and i'm like let's just call our group that you had to name your group I'm like, we're just gonna call it the squirtle squad uh and that's right around the time yes. where, where everybody was hyped up for for pokemon all mostly everybody and that's what we did and we we just drew our own respective squirtles and that was our like our team um that was our group in like just picture and i yeah i was all for it I was all for it. Uh, I still got one of the few uh, like stuffed animal toys that I have around here is uh, is a squirrel. It's up on my shelf. It's looking at me right now. I worked very hard to earn it at a carnival many, many years ago. So, uh, yeah, but it was it was worth it. It's got like a yeah, it just looks it's just smiling at me. And I love it. I love it. So number yeah. one is yeah, I squirrel. Thought, yeah, I always thought in the show it was really cool how they made him look like a little like a little d-bag like he was like a like a little bad like yeah delinquent but like the, the it's supposed to be like, yeah. like this cute little turtle thing yeah and it's like a little like a little bad little squirrel i always thought that was pretty funny 
Yeah, it was, it was it was pretty ironic. Yeah, there's just a bunch of bullies, and then they became firemen, and I was just like, this is this is pretty cool. So, but yeah, we got through it, everybody. Our very first top ten list of the new year and of the new season. Ryan, I want to thank you very much for coming on and uh, br- talking Pokemon with me. I love it. I don't get to do it as much as I would like, but uh, we've got to do it a few times now, and, and honestly, very rewarding conversation. So I thank you for that. Yeah, no doubt, anytime course um i know we've already mentioned it but i want to give you uh you know every opportunity to kind of go ahead and plug your stuff so go ahead and plug your podcast and uh, let them know where where and when people can find you yeah so on uh tuesdays and fridays uh you can find me on the process in the process um college football nfl draft uh the nfl season is starting to quickly coming on coming on it's like starting to like wrap up so um, we're going to be in peak NFL draft season soon. So that's when Brian and I are at our best. So be ready for that. And then, um, I think every other Friday, find us crafting and drafting, uh, taste different beers, talk about them, do fantasy style, fantasy style draft topics, whether, I mean, we've done a rapper draft. Uh, we did a Thanksgiving list. Um, I mean, I, we, I think we got a fast food draft coming up soon, which I'm looking forward to that candy draft. So, um, Stay tuned for that. That's every other Friday. And I can't go without, because my girlfriend's sitting right next to me, so I can't go without uh, shouting out her podcast, the Text to Me podcast with her and Autumn. Just That's just really fun. The sit-down style, just kind of random talk um, podcast. So very, check it out. Very good. Yeah, make sure you go support them. They're all part of our network here at BICBP-radio.com. And, uh, yeah, we have lots more really fun lists to talk with you, the listeners, about. Uh, over the next four months, next, well, 15 weeks after this. So thank you so much for your support. Once again, Ryan, thank you. And I leave you once more with this. Do you even listen? Come on, get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys, here's the situation. Two minutes left, zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We gotta drive 75 yards. Alright, we can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just alright. Just Come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody. All right? Come on. On three. Ready. Set. Mother. Delay of game. Offense.